Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. October 26, 2010, you are tuned in to another edition of the LC and Jack Radio Show. Thanks for joining us for Up Close and Personal Urban Talk Radio. LC, are you there, my friend? I'm here, Jack. What's, it's great to hear your voice. We missed you last week. Yes, unfortunately, Jack uh, was unable to be a part of the program last week, but I am here tonight. I'm very happy, although despite a very disappointing Monday night for you and millions of other <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans who are now one in five. How are you, pal? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not doing too well, Jack. As the listeners out there know, our loyal listeners, I am a huge Cowboy fan. And unfortunately, the season is a wrap. We lost our big-time quarterback. He's out eight weeks, six to eight weeks. Team is a mess. A coach has been a mess for two, three years. So unfortunately, I won't be watching too much football. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much a bad taste in my mouth. But you know, like they say, is is always next year. Right. Now, I don't know that much about football because you know that Jack is not a huge <laughs> sports fan or, needless to say, football fan. But is there any way that they can just forfeit the season? <laughs> you know what? I, at this point, it, it, it's it's such a – and you know the thing about it, the team is like a George Steinbrenner put-together team as far as the talent assembled on this team is just – I mean, it's some of the best players in the world all on this team. But that goes to tell you it's not all about having, you know, 11 stud players at every position. It's about working together as a team and not being, you know, not making bonehead mistakes like they do time and time again. It's it's so frustrating to... um, you know, the roof of the team when, you know, you're just beating yourself. And that's the most frustrating thing watching it when, you you know, you think that the team is taking off and then next thing you know, they, you know, take a, take a step forward and then next thing you know, they take 10 steps back. So frustrating for us Cowboy fans. But you know what? We will be back. I'm sure you will. I, have I, to did, say. I, I did watch... Actually, most of the game last night, and the score didn't really indicate 
what you saw on the field. I mean, the next day, if you didn't see the game, you saw the score. Mm-hmm. The next day, you probably would have thought it was a competitive game, very close, and one that was a lot of fun to watch. But at times, it was very painful to watch. But again, the score doesn't necessarily reflect what you saw the night before, because I, I think the final score they only lost by a touchdown or yeah they lost by a touchdown unfortunately the record doesn't doesn't lie you know they've won one game out of six i mean they have the worst record in the league and if you just watch the team when they came out they came out guns blazing yeah and then tony romo was out and, and that was it it's like everybody packed it in until the last quarter. Then they all of a sudden they started to play, but the game was was pretty much over. They did make a late run, like you said, Jack, but it's it's very frustrating when you root for a team and it's just not happening. I guess now, how it is, you know, if you're at work and you know, you think you're doing a good job and your boss says it's right. hard for you to go. <laughs> did you keep track of the number of text messages that you received last night? Yeah, unfortunately, I received a lot of texts, one from you there, Jack, and a lot of phone calls. You know, uh, every update, I was getting phone calls. Actually, uh, one of uh, my friends who was actually at the game, so it was, it was bad for me, oh. but it was worse for him. He was down at, you know, at the game down in Dallas, and unfortunately, it was just a, it was a nightmare of a showing. Yeah. It's horrible, but, uh, you know, uh, the good news is, Jack, that the NBA is starting tonight. That is the yes. good news. Mm-hmm. So I can root for my New York Knicks, and we can see what happens. At least, uh, you know, there's a new sport cooking, and uh, I'm big into fantasy. Uh, this is my first fantasy basketball that I'm participating in. So I have my draft later on after the show tonight. And I'm drafting number three. So I'm really excited to see who's going to be on the board for me to pick up. How'd you do with the fantasy football? Actually, I'm I'm in first place. That's still going. Uh, I lost last night. You know, one of my main quarterback is Romo. So I took a hit there. I lost this week's game, but uh, I'm in, I'm still in first place. So I'm, I'm actually I'm holding my own in, in football. Now we're just gonna we're trying this basketball thing. It's the first time for me, so I'm excited. I got a high draft pick, so I'm, I'm waiting to see who I can grab right off. Okay, whether it be LeBron, whether it be Kobe, I'm looking to see who I'm who's gonna be there for me to take. In the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're not into these things, Jack, but you know this is this is exciting stuff, man. Now, is this done for some sort of a uh, reward at the end? Yes, there is a nice little uh, winner's check if you win. You have to be the top dog. And so this is illegal. This is legal. It's legal. It's actually run by CBS Sports. And, you know, you get a chance to join a league and you compete against others. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'll have a little luck like I am doing football. I'm doing well. First time. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You ready to get the show on the road? (laughs) 
It's all right. Let's, 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 let's do our thing. Tonight's show is being brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Elsie, if someone would like to advertise with us or just make contact, how can they, how can they do that? Oh, man. Call the Dallas Cowboys. You're looking to advertise on the LC and Jack Radio Show. No, let me stop. <laughs> if you're looking to uh, advertise with the LC and Jack Radio Show, like we're plugging the Cowboys now, uh, give us a call. Area code 631-664-4452. You're looking for do a live plug here on the air. You want to put something up on lcandjack.com webpage. Or you want to do a little bit of both. Let us know. We'll put a package together that's going to meet that that pocket, okay? So uh, we understand times are difficult right now, but, you know, we have a package that will meet your needs. So give us a call, area code 631-664-4452, and ask for LC, Jack, or ask for the advertising department. And we'll take good care of you. That works. And while we await Kim from Kim's commentary to is, is she joining us, Jack? What's the deal, she's, Kim? She's supposed to be joining <laughs> us tonight, but I she's uh, I, my understanding little, is that she Kim is in love. Perhaps that's but that's what I heard. Right now, so I, you know she is late. So <laughs> Yeah, she's you know, I I gotta find out who this dude is. All right, um, and, and and find out what what's the deal, okay? This guy, this guy must have some 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 money or something. I don't know. I stay out of her her personal <laughs> life. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, nonetheless, we'll we'll get started. And I wanted to to jump right into the um, the firing of Juan Williams from NPR this week. He Your favorite station, too, outside the LC and Jack radio show there. Right, yeah. Jack? Yeah. <laughs> right, LC. And apparently he was on the O'Reilly Factor, which is Bill O'Reilly's program on Fox News. That's right. And he made a comment that when he gets on an airplane and sees people in Muslim garb, he um, he gets worried. Yes. Now, yes. I know that for... A number of years you worked in New York, and um, I believe you were in New York even after 9-11, and just wondered if you ever experienced feelings like that. Good question, Jack. I mean, you know what? I had a chance to see an interview, uh, you know, uh, with Mr. Williams, you know, exactly what he stated, and I think he stated something that a lot of people won't. He basically said, "Hey, I, I, I get a little nervous, okay? When I when I see somebody in the garb, I get nervous. And you know what? I think he just stated a fact that a lot of people won't say for various reasons. Me myself, when you you learn when you work in Manhattan, or if you're in and out of Manhattan a lot for various reasons, you deal with a lot of different people. And you know, I take people as face value. They're courteous to me." You know, I, I treat him treat him like I treat everyone. You know, so it doesn't concern me. But well, you know, ever since nine eleven, though, I mean, there there are a lot of people that you know they they do stereotype, and you know, you can't assume just because you know 
that they're wearing a, a certain way they dress or look is that they're carrying a bomb. Right. Yeah, you, you just, I mean, you just, you just can't think like that. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, you know, because, uh, you know, I think you have the freedom of religion. Everyone has their own freedom to right. do and worship whatever higher power that they choose. So you have a stereotype who, you know, just because they're dressed a certain way, I mean, you're just going to be a nervous wreck. But I, I appreciate what he said because, unfortunately, and, and, and journalism has gotten, depending on who it is, they're very sensitive on how they how they gonna they come across. Where you know he just said he just said he just called a spade a spade. In my mm-hmm. opinion, you know he said, look, he makes people he makes people nervous. Right. You know, and, you know he or got fired, nervous. like yeah. you said. Yeah, the CEO yeah. was all over the place. Okay. Yeah. C- CEO of NPR. Really, uh, she 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 tap danced. She made a couple wild statements, and I, and at the end of the day, she made it. She made a huge mistake. The guy has the freedom freedom of speech, and he he didn't do anything crazy. He didn't say anything crazy. Well, apparently, this is going to work out for him because I understand <laughs> that late last week, Fox News gave him a contract, a three-year deal, reportedly worth two million dollars. So. Um, I don't believe he was making that kind of money on NPR. I, I could be wrong, but, but uh, it lo- it I don't think he was either, it's, okay? It's, it's going to work out for him, but I think we have Kim on the line. Kim, are you there? I'm here, gentlemen. Oh, hey. my God. Is that is that Kim or is that an imposter? <laughs> it's Kim. We were just discussing the whole Juan Williams debacle. Um, why don't you chime in with your thoughts? Yeah, I, I heard uh, my colleague over there, LC, and uh, I just want to say that I totally disagree with you. Really? Uh, <laughs> love you to death, but disagree with you. I think national Cut her off, radio- Jack. Cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, national public radio is just what it says, national public radio. And that means the stories are for the masses, which include Muslims. And for Juan Williams, who has had more exposure than your average citizen to the world, the global world at large, to make that kind of a statement um, was highly, highly offensive and unnecessary. How was it offensive when he he said what most people... (laughs) I shouldn't say most people, what a lot of people feel. No, I, I disagree that a lot of people feel that way. You know, I disagree with that statement, too. I think that because that perception has been put out there in the public domain, that people are picking up on it and saying most people feel that way. I go about my life from day to day, and i got to tell you, you know, I don't, when I see people dressed in cultural garments, I think, wow, that's beautiful wow, that's a terrific statement on who and what our world is. You know, I find it very interesting and fascinating and want to talk to those people and get to know them and find out what they're about and what their contributions are to my community. I don't think, oh, gosh, I'm scared. You know, I I just think that that was totally unnecessary. I think it's unfair to Muslims. You know, I think that there have been studies of domestic terrorism in this country, and most of the people involved in those groups 
looks nothing like Muslims. And, you know, that, that story ran this week, I think, in the L.A. Times and Washington Post, I forget. But there have been studies done year after year after year of domestic terrorism groups, and they don't look like Muslims. They don't live like Muslims. They don't think like Muslims. So I think it's really unfair for Warren Williams to have made that comment. And I think it speaks to the work that we need to do as a society to be tolerant and respectful of one another. Well, I disagree with you because there was actually a study that was done, I think it was ABC News a couple of weeks ago, and they had a reporter who covered her whole face except her eyes. As a, you know, she had the garb on her head, you know, cover her whole face and cover her body. And she walked around, and in the major city, she walked around New York, no problem. No wild comments. Now, she went to some rural areas, and people were going nuts. Said some lewd comments to her, and they filmed all of this. So, the perception out there in a lot of, uh, I'll say, I don't say remote areas, but... You know, in and out, outside maybe these major cities, the people have their own conception of of uh, what these people are and what they do, and what they, you know, and that they, are, they could be possibly harmful. Well, you, you just repeated what I said, though, Elsie. I mean, you just you you saying you disagree with me, but you just repeated what I said. I said Juan Williams has had more exposure to the world than most people, and so. Therefore, he should not have made that type of comment. Clearly, if you dress a female like that and you put her in small-town America, people are going to look at her because you know what? Their town is small, and so it's a homogenous community, and so they only see people who look like themselves. And so, unfortunately, they're going to make those kind of remarks, and that is why we need to make sure that we don't raise our children, that we don't live, that we don't work in just homogenous communities so that we are exposed to all cultures so that we're more tolerant and sensitive and we don't make those kinds of remarks. You're listening to the LC and Jack radio show here on Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to join in the discussion tonight, please pick up the phone and dial 347-843-4738. At the current moment, we are having a discussion about the firing of the NPR journalist Juan Williams, who was released last week for comments that he made on the O'Reilly Factor. Um, Apparently, this word just in on the Internet, the, the president and CEO of NPR Radio is now apologizing for the Dallas Cowboy loss last night. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm reading on the internet. Oh, God. Yeah, everyone's apologizing, okay? Because it was a train wreck, okay? <laughs> I've, I've actually um, met Mr. Williams a couple times. Um, really? Yeah, in airports, just in passing. I think... Uh, just a few times, I think once in Boston and, and once in Washington, and we really didn't get a chance to speak. But um, he seemed like a fair enough guy, but I guess since 9-11, people's attitudes towards one another have really have really changed. And That's right. That's, uh, yeah. uh, apparently, Fox is, is looking to capitalize off of uh, this firing, so... You know, let's see how this works out. Um, I believe that. Uh, What'd you say there, Jack? I lost you. Yeah. Are you yeah, still there? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. 
I was trying to read something quickly about the um, the, uh, the Atlanta Press Club, and I think that, Kim, you're familiar with the, uh, the various press clubs around the, the country, aren't you? Yes. Do they take a position um, on these types of things, or is it sort of just kind of stay neutral? Well, some, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. I mean, it, it just depends on, you know, whether or not a, a journalist, a fellow journalist or colleague comes and asks for that type of support. Um, I'm certain, though, that it's been the topic of discussion in meetings and, and behind closed doors. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to belittle Elsie's point. He makes an excellent point. And people do feel and think that way. But I'm trying to look at what I think is the larger picture of this country is a melting pot and we need to start behaving like that. Yeah. You're right. We should. But unfortunately, in America today, you gotta you have a mixed bag. Yeah. So we got a mixed Kim, bag out there. So what does, uh, what does President Obama have to do to be reelected. It's funny, Jack, that you asked that. Actually, before you get into that, um, our uh, one of our interns threw up on our Facebook page, asked the listeners to give their thoughts on what type of job that he's done so far. And the consensus, for the most part, was very favorable for the president. They felt that uh, he's done a decent job, and, uh, you know, his hands have been somewhat tied, uh, but they, they felt overall he's, he's doing this, the best possible job that he could do. Mm. So, but that was uh, very interesting. Got some negative comments, of course, but uh, the overwhelming uh, consensus was that he, he's, doing a, he's doing a fairly good job. Do you agree with that, Kim? Uh, I think that uh, President Obama has likely the most difficult job in the world. And I don't know that I would assess his performance. Um, however, I would say that, you know, this this at this point in, in time in our country, he's at a crossroads where he has to figure out, you know, depending on the outcome of the elections, how he is going to mend fences with the Republicans and continue to move his agenda forward and how he's also going to bring the Democrats on board. So, I mean, he's really going to have to review and revamp his strategy. And I think, um, you know, as American voters, we've got to, you know, be be uh, attentive to that and, you know, try to figure out, you know, where we want this country to continue to go. I think the big thing is if he's going to get reelected, People have to feel like they can find work, and it's, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. been very challenging, to say the least, for a lot of people to find jobs, or even they just want to keep their job. Yeah, that's an excellent point. 60 Minutes had a piece called the, um, the 99ers, I believe, something to that effect, but it's essentially people who are at that 99-week point of unemployment, and it's an amazing piece. If, if people have a chance to Google it and look at it, it's, it's really an unbelievable documentary. And every person that they had in that room 
was either a PhD, had either a PhD, a master's, or a bachelor's degree, and almost none of them had been able to find work for 99 weeks. And, you know, the stories were just, just really sad and thought-provoking. I mean, they were homeless, living with parents, living with families. Um, you know, it, it was just, it's a sad that a, it's a sad state for our economy right now, and you're right. I mean, he's going to have to figure out how to get people back to work, and so. Well, it's kind of sad. He 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 he, um, he bailed out the banks, which I thought was the, the yeah it's a move he had to do. These guys hoarded the money, and they're not really hiring anybody. I mean, a lot uh-huh. of these businesses that the government came in and and saved, they're not hiring anybody. Mm-hmm. They had, they kept the cat. They made money off the money that was loaned to them, and you know they're not really you know and you know the banks as well as some other major brokerage companies aren't really hiring. They're not really hiring. You know if they are hiring, they're really just filling jobs that should have been filled so, such a long time ago. Right. You're so it's exactly not really right. expanding the economy. You know it's not like they're expanding their business. Mm-hmm. So yep, it's it's, right. it's it's very challenging uh, right now. Hopefully, yeah, better to, days are coming. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, prior to him being elected, I know that he was touring really the country and uh, the world, and he was received very very well. And folks were comparing him to a rock star the way he was filling these arenas and making people feel as though they will experience real change and are on the right track. But as Kim said, this is this is the toughest job in the world and I don't know that you can turn things around in four years. Well you can't. But the thing is the reality is, you know, he he's he's a minority. You know, and you know, in my opinion it has a lot to do with you know, uh a lot of people uh you know, you had a pres uh, uh, his predecessor that was in for eight years, so a lot of the damage that was done was done over eight year plus period of time. It takes, you know, realistically, uh, you know, for a man, especially somebody of his statue, and do something in four years, not even four years, turn things around is very unrealistic. I think I saw a piece on the tube today that showed John McCain, and he uh, appears to be concerned that the Republicans are becoming overzealous about the elections to come in a week or so, as well as the the big election in two years. He feels that they're getting, I guess, a little too cocky. How do you guys feel about that? Go ahead, Kim. Uh, I agree. I agree. It, you know, the, you can't count the ballots until the votes are in and, and, and you know, totally counted. Um, and I also think, too, that the Republicans have to be careful at this point not to, to sound like, you know, oh, we told you so or, you know, we're going to do it better. Because at the end of the day, they, too, have to figure out a way to embrace the Democratic Party, just like um, President Obama has to figure out a way to embrace the, the Republican Party. So, um, yeah, they can't get overzealous. And I also think that there's too much um, I'm right, you're wrong going on by both parties right now. Mm-hmm. And Elsie um, L- makes a great point. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's about what's right for this country, and we need to get it fixed and get back to work. Yeah, yep, I agree with Kim. It's 
it's a tough, like it's very difficult there, Jack. I mean, it's uh, every, you know, of course they think because Democrats, you know, the Democrats have control, things haven't gone the way they expected it. Not necessarily the public. I mean, yes, you know, you'll you'll have that, but you know, you can't always believe everything you read. You know that you know most of the country is unhappy with the way the Democrats are doing it. I mean, I think people are out of work and they're frustrated. So once that happens, you can't provide for your family. You know, you're looking for answers, and I don't think people nowadays are necessarily just because the Democrats are in control that they think the Republicans are going to come in and just clean everything up and make it, you know, everything to go back to normal. I think people just want to be able to provide for their families. And, you know, when when you can't do that, I think uh, it's the frustration. Like, you know, Kim had mentioned the numbers. You know, highly educated people. It it just gets to a point where it's like, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to pull together as as people, everyone, and... And and get you know work together to to come up with some answers to make this this place a better better place for me you and and our children because uh, it's you can't even really see us coming out of this right now <laughs> and it's been like what year two two and a half three years now yeah I'm gonna Google that piece that Kim talked about on 60 Minutes I'd like to see that and also I learned of a movie last night. Which I heard about on National Public Radio, by the way. Have <laughs> um, <laughs> they paid for any advertising? I uh, I do listen to uh, NPR quite frequently. Anyhow, the movie was called The Company Men, and it stars Ben Affleck. Are either of you familiar with that movie? It's supposed to come out, I think, in late December, but it's about. Have you seen the bootleg there, Jack? No, I haven't seen the movie. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I you and it's supposed to be about three men who worked at a company or companies for whatever, 20, 25, 30 years, and uh, they're laid off, and now they're starting over late in life. So it seems like uh, Hollywood is beginning to even capitalize off of this recession by <laughs> telling these stories over and over and then selling them to us. But apparently Ben Affleck, according to the critic, he does a a good job, and it's uh, something that he recommends people people see. But it's called a company men, company and men. Uh, should be out in late in late December. So maybe we can we can stop fighting here and move on to uh, <laughs> some lighter stuff. Because um, the energy feels the energy feels bad and. <laughs> Oh, he knows I love him, right? You know I love you, right? Yeah, you do, huh? That was a a heated love discussion. Yeah, okay. I'd like to know who this, you know, Jack told me that you're in love these days. I'd like to know a little bit about this gentleman. No such thing. Wow. wow. Okay, that's an off-the-air conversation. Really? Okay. Well, you know that, that Jack does not pry, Kim, so you know where this is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So. He's still receiving on you? Yeah, right. 
So we're going to do some horoscopes now. We're going to start with Elsie, and I'm going to read this quickie horoscope right. uh, for Elsie, brought to you by YahooShine.com. And I want you to tell me if this is is accurate or not. We'll base it on today because I do believe that these these horoscopes change on a daily basis. But your horoscope for today, Elsie, is finally things are going to ease up a bit, and you'll have the extra time you need. Do you really? feel like that's in the making for you? Extra time, huh? This <laughs> is money attached to that extra time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe extra time to make the extra money. There we go. That's what I'm talking uh, about. You know, you gotta... I love it. <laughs> extra time. And for Kim, your horoscope reads, let things take their course. And if a relationship or idea it was meant to. Wow. How does that feel? That's a deep one. That that really is applicable, too. Good. Good. Well, also brought to you by Yahoo.com. So <laughs> perhaps now your fans, you'll be checking your email in the morning and then going to the Yahoo horoscopes. But, um, What's yours? I knew this was coming. That's right, man. Here. Let's go, Jack. Jack was trying to hide. Jack's horoscope is, the world is feeling harsh right now. Crawl inside your shell and look inward. So, um, so that's my horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comments on that, huh? <laughs> That's kind of deep there. It is. That's <laughs> magic. So, Elsie, I'm going to say a name, and I want you to uh, to respond to the first few things that come to mind when I say this name. Kanye West. Off the hook. Crazy, man. Anything else? Nah. He's just... Yeah, he's... He, 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 he gives you the speechless look. <laughs> still, is he still getting into trouble? No, but I mean, he's always, there's always something flying around Kanye. So, <laughs> right. Kim, Sarah Palin. Oh, brother. Scary. Uh, <laughs> wow. Scary. She just seems to have come out of her shell, right? Since the whole McCain thing, she just turned, evolved into this, I don't know, other person. I don't even think she knows politics, to be honest. I agree. And, and, it was, and they did a report on her, and a lot of people were like, we don't think she knows what really is going on. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. She does. everything, and she does. Yeah. Unbelievable. She's been a governor. Gary. Yeah, two-term governor, I believe. Yes. L.C., Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Oh, man. Charlie Sheen's crazy. He's crazy. Chris Brown. <laughs> Drug man, okay? Ah, Charlie Star. Ah. Uh-huh. I understand that he makes $1.8 million per episode of Two and a Half Men. Really? Wow, that's yeah, awesome. $1.8 million. So he's got a lot of money to party. 
Yeah, he parties. He parties hard, man. You can wreck a lot of hotel rooms with that kind of money. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know he's making that type of dough. Jeez. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Money. money. LC, did you ever trash a hotel room? Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm we not tried, trying to get sued, okay? We tried to hook him, and we were unsuccessful. Kim, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> Need therapy. <laughs> did you hear the latest on him, Jack? Yes, oh. I did. Did you? <laughs> did you hear that, Kim? With the oh yeah, oh yeah, and I think that it's just. It's a sad statement because, you know, he clearly is wrestling with who he is and has a lot of um, devious tendencies. Well, it wasn't wasn't even him. It was his wife. Yeah, but he's the one watching porns and his wife wanted wanted, uh, his old mistress to uh, apologize to her. That's not her place. I mean, seriously. <laughs> she has too much time on her hands. I mean. I was shocked. Uh, what, 20 years later? <laughs> hey, it's still about fresh. a grudge. <laughs> 20 years. Oh, Anita. Anita went crazy, okay? <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. Anita that's Brown was crazy. Well, I got two more for you. Uh, LC, Wade Phillips. Bonehead. <laughs> He's in the wrong profession. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, maybe she'd be doing radio. Yeah. <laughs> like a hip-hop show on... Yeah, you know what? Maybe we, uh, New York we radio get him on station. We should get him on the show so we can grill him. <laughs> Jeez. Tim, what do you know about the Hiccup Grill? The Hiccup Grill? Hiccup Girl. Nothing, but it doesn't sound like a good thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Really, I'm not sure if this story is out of New York or not, Elsie, but this uh, young woman had the hiccups for three or four months, nonstop. Apparently, one day... They just they just stopped, but she received a bunch of media attention. She was on the Today Show and a few other popular morning shows. And after a few months, three or four months, it just stopped. But allegedly, two three days ago, she and her boyfriend decided to break into someone's home and uh, <laughs> wind up killing someone in the house. Oh, oh my God. And she's now been arrested for for homicide. She and the, and the boyfriend. So, and they they're calling her the Hiccup Girl. So I don't know if this is based out of New York or not, but um, I did hear about it. I did hear the latest about her. She, the hiccups are gone, and she's in trouble. How do you do that? <laughs> you get national attention. A little bit of a fad going there, and maybe you could do something with that, turn it into some dollars for you or something, and instead you you wind up going to jail. It's unbelievable, man. It's like your boy Why did you commit the murder? I think uh, they were stealing something from him, some some 
currency or merchandise and I guess something went wrong. They wound up uh, killing the poor man. Hmm. That's horrible. Yeah. No? You're going to hang out with T.I. <laughs> That's bad. You're hanging out with T.I., okay? Because he's back in jail, too, there, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Did he, tell me did about he go back yet? What'd you say, Kim? Did he go back yet? Yeah, even the judge said uh, it's time for you to go back to jail. Wow. Yeah, he's in jail. Oh, yeah, he's in jail. Only for the holidays, huh? <laughs> right. Another year, holidays plus. Yeah. New Year's. Okay, mm-hmm. he's going to go a whole year. I saw the story mm-hmm. in the post today about Michael Jackson being the top earning dead celebrity. Did you hear about this? No, really? Since his death, his estate has earned over $275 million. And wow. It's such a shame because the poor man can't enjoy it. Um, well, well, some of the experts had said that Michael is going to be better off as far as his estate with him now passing because Michael is spending so much money mm-hmm. that, you know, he's just outspending what was coming in. Yeah. So said now, he's, you know, his, his kids... I'm not going to have to worry at all. Yeah. Because everything, the movies, the this, the that, new albums, and there's nothing going out. There's only stuff coming in. But I think he was $500 million in debt, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, but he's got he's got a lot of assets still, so mm-hmm. I think uh, long term he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Well, his kids, I should say, his estate. Unbelievable. A lot of money. <laughs> the person that came in second to him was one of his idols, and that was Elvis. And it's reported that Elvis earned some $60 million after his passing. So Michael has far surpassed Elvis, and I think he's considered the all-time leader now for dead celebrity in terms of uh, earnings after passing. Well, that number is going to, uh, I predict, double. I think that number easily. Yeah, they have so much merchandising and everything else that they're going to start to get out and sell. Right. Yeah, I think that number's going to be through the roof. And he's got, they say, over 100 songs unreleased. So you know what that means. That's like yeah. 10 albums. Yeah. So... Well, we, folks, we shall it's, see. it's been fun to our listeners. You've been listening to another edition of the LC and Jack radio show with LC Jack and Kim. We do hope that you enjoyed the broadcast this evening. LC, Kim, any parting words for our super terrific, remarkable listeners? Yeah, I got a couple things, Jack, just before we run. I got a couple birthdays and quick shout-outs. Okay. Uh, happy birthday to... Kim's man, Aubrey Graham, which she probably doesn't know, his alias is Drake. He is a hip-hop artist, Drake. He is 24 this week. Rock that cradle there, Kim. Monica, 30 this week. Ciara, R&B star, 
25, my girl, my second wife, Gabrielle Union. She's 37 this week. And a couple of our listeners there, Jack, Cynthia Brooks, George Jackson, and Kai Clark. Happy birthday from the LC and Jack radio show. Also, quick shouts to DJ Robbo, Michelle Terrell, and Tyrone Stewart. Big up from the LC and Jack radio show. And uh, I'd like to, again, like you said, Jack, thank our listeners for tuning in. And I'd like to pass the torch over there to Kim. Hey, Kim. I think Kim checked out already. Did she, did she check out already on us? Of course I didn't check out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to see if you guys missed me. Um, my parting words to everybody is to get out and vote, please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Echo that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, there, Jack. I think I said mine already. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need an encore, but thank you, Elsie. I appreciate it. <laughs> so check us out again next Tuesday, same time, same place, the Elsie and Jack Radio Show. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.